The first cut, cut, the first cut, the first cut, cut, first, the first, first cut, cut. Hey, welcome to In the Cut Podcast, um, the full unedited version of Jesse's interview. Hey, Jesse. Hello, Emily. You uh, had a conversation with Zine Baker while we were in LA. How was that? Zine was awesome. He is the man. He's done so many amazing movies. Uh, most recently, This is the End, which, if you haven't seen it, stop this podcast right now. Just stop. Yep. Push push the stop button. Go rent it. No, no, no. Watch it. first. Just people. No, no, no. I want them to see uh, the, the I movie. I know, but he just, he gets a little trigger happy, so just wait. Who's wait Zine? till the end. You. <laughs> oh, I get trigger happy. Well, when it comes to Zine, I get a little Don't trigger. make This is the End the podcast. Oh, you're right. It's not, no. <laughs> it, the podcast is about Zine. Oh, my God. I'm sweating. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, we hope you enjoy the podcast, and uh, here is Mr. Zine Baker. I'll just teach you simple cuts to start with. Yeah. 50-50 was shot on film? Shot on film, yeah. Yeah, really good DP. I like that guy, and I can't remember his name. <laughs> With, uh, just, <clears throat> I, we'll get into this as we go, okay. but, but, but curious, on 50-50, did you find having now... Being that, that being the last time that you did something on film, do you find that it changes anything in what, in what you do, or is it just doesn't matter when it, when it hits your desk? Um, in the grand scheme of things, it doesn't really change. It, it didn't really change. It's pretty invisible. It's just, you know, there's little, there's subtle stuff like delivery item stuff right. for film versus digital. That's, that's really the only change. But, you, but, but that since every delivery items doesn't that doesn't affect you at all. When, no. when I mean, I got to be aware of it, right. but no, it doesn't affect me at all. Uh, my assistant, yeah. So you couldn't care less. <laughs> you couldn't care less if it's film, film or digital for your job. I care. Yeah, I mean, I do care. I think uh, I read an article recently, and somebody um, who was oh yeah, it was the director of um, Place Beyond the Pines. Is that right? The Ryan Gosling movie? That's coming out. Yeah, the the one that's coming out. Uh, he put he put forth a pretty good little thing where... Oh, was it, that's not Nicholas Winding Refn, is it? No, 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 no. It's... Um, God damn, he did... Uh, Place Beyond the Pines. Uh, he I'm did, getting that confused. He did the previous Ryan Gosling movie with uh, Michelle Williams? Or what about the breakup? Yeah, B- uh, Blue Valentine. Yeah. yeah, Blue Valentine. That guy. Uh, d- Andres Paris? Sorry, no. No, so you're talking about the DP or the, the no, director? No, the director. Um, he was talking about you know how he shot Blue Valentine more on video as 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 an it was more of a choice for how manipulative he wanted to be with the actors, and so shooting Blue Valentine on digital allowed him the longer takes uh, and and would just wear you know well. To make a long story short, it wear down the actors, right. you know, so he could get to that, you know, exasperated thing between the actors, you know, that that really came out in Blue Valentine. So whereas Place Beyond the Pines, he shot on film because he wanted to give it, you know, like a a different aesthetic altogether. So now, right. now I think digital and film is, um, you know, and I agree with what he put forth. Um, you know, definitely, it's it's becoming more of a choice. You know, if you can convince a producer, right, <laughs> to, what, to to go back to film. to to shoot on film, yeah. 
two things there. One, I, I, I'm not sure you can't convince a producer to go back on film anymore. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, it's that's, getting, yeah, uh, that's getting tougher. Yeah. Well, the minute Roger Deakins <clears throat> switches over, you know, you maybe you have a... Did he switch over? Well, for the, late, the latest Bond, yeah. He shot that digital? Yeah. Damn. It looked good. It looked really good. I uh, did not really... What did he shoot that on? Do you know? Alexa. Alexa? Yeah. Looked good. It and, did look good, I and say. And the funny thing about you talking uh, about the way Blue Valentine was shot is we actually had the opportunity to interview Andres Perrick. Oh, nice. Who was the DP of that. Okay. Uh, and um, it talked about a lot of the same things. Mm-hmm. Um, so it, you guys get along well. Yeah? Yeah. Awesome. Oh, he's an awesome guy. Awesome. awesome <laughs> did he shoot Place Beyond the Pines, too? No. He didn't, he didn't bring him on for that? Uh, he shot... Two movies with Ryan Gosling back to back. I don't. I don't know if they were back to back, but one was Blue Valentine, and the other was um, uh, what was it? Half Nelson. I can't remember oh, okay, that. Yeah, okay. Half Nelson. Right yeah. Now. All right. Gotcha. Uh, uh, Sweet. Yeah. So you. So you got your start. I have mean, we, look, have we started? Uh, that's what we <laughs> We roll here. We just. We, we just let the cameras roll. All right. Cool. Uh, actually, we, we we found that it's. Uh, Better not to do a formal introduction. Oh, that's awesome. We, we, we saved the formal introduction to the end. Okay. Which just sounds great on podcasts because we get to the very end mm-hmm. of the interview and then you hear a podcast, you know, on the podcast. Oh, no so way, actually really? hear us introduce you at the end. But for video, you know, we do this thing called editing. Great. Fantastic. Awesome. What a novel idea. I know. <laughs> it's wonderful. Um, so did you actually get your start then working? I mean, I mean, looking at your resume, it looks like George Washington and then All the Real Girls is kind of what... Broke you, for lack of a better word. I don't know whether that would be the way you think about it. But right. I'd be curious to hear your perspective on your getting into the business and working with David for those first couple of movies. Um, yeah, uh, I mean, yeah, I guess the, those two movies were the ones that that broke me. It broke, uh, you know, broke David out and and Tim Moore out a lot earlier than than me. It, it required a lot more work for an editor. Uh, that's a topic I'll get into later, maybe. Um, but, uh, yeah, I mean, how did that happen? Um, film school, editing, concentration, um, graduation. I was, like, one of the few people that got a job right after graduation at this, like, uh, industrials firm in, in Raleigh, North Carolina. We were doing, like, uh, how to make bricks in Sanford, North Carolina, and stuff like that. Um, it was corporate video? Corporate, make, corporate video, yeah. The, uh, corporate video, uh, yeah, and this was right around the time of the big internet bubble. So everybody wanted, you know, uh, eh, everybody was leaning towards this internet content, you know, and being right. a content provider. Newfangled. Exactly, like flash programming and, and crap like that. And uh, But you went to school, obviously, with the conversation <coughs> for editing. You knew that was what you wanted to do going in. And then, no. Are you, no? No, no. So, no. So, that's, so, a, that's a whole other story. What, about <laughs> how you found editing? You wanted to be what? Like, uh, a real estate uh, agent? I wanted, I wanted to go into directing. I mean, but, you know, I'm in a class with... Jeez. Uh, I'm in a class with, with David Green. Jeez. Um, uh, there's like at least there's at least six six to ten other people that were really strong right. uh, as far as directing goes, and uh, you know, and 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 most of them most of them had a background already. I had no background whatsoever. Mm-hmm. I just knew what I liked. I liked film. I was actually a computer programmer before going to film school, and um, man, I got a burp. It's terrible. It's okay. Um, <laughs> Uh, so, you know, going, going to film school was 
was a second career, essentially. It was right. like it was like a whole restart. A, a restart, uh, like you. I was. I. I, 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 I graduated. I graduated high school. Yep. I became a computer programmer after going to college, right. and I did that for a few years, and I fucking hated it, and uh, it was the most boring thing I've ever done. Uh, but I had a, you know, I had an aptitude for for right. uh, computers and and some tech stuff that's long gone away now. Um, so yeah, like I had an opportunity to to uh, to go to film school, which is something I always wanted to do. Um, and a friend of mine, <clears throat> I talked about it all the time, and a friend of mine finally told me, "Well, are you gonna fucking do it, or are you gonna just talk about it?" Right. So I'm like, "Okay, well." That's that makes perfect sense. So, so I just, your, your your first job, I guess. Well, besides the corporate video, your first job with David on those on I guess would have been George Washington. Yeah. And then <coughs> you stuck with him on to his next next picture as well. Yeah, I basically. Yeah. I mean, um, I got fired from the corporate video place because of the internet boom rollover. Right. So um, yeah, like David shot George Washington. Um, asked me and Steve Gonzalez to cut it, um, and so yeah, I was I was the only one getting paid on it because I was drawing unemployment. <laughs> so yeah, that was kind of handy. That worked out. Yeah, and because <laughs> I've never, I still never seen a dime from George Washington. Uh, has anybody? Yeah. No, <laughs> okay. no, nobody. Do, uh, yeah, deferred pay. No. You never saw it. But that's the way it usually works, right? On those usually, yeah. yeah. There's a there's one deferred pay movie I did where I actually saw the money. Which, which movie was that? Foot This Way. Okay. Yeah. And coming out of the way that I, you you seem to move fairly quickly from drama to yeah. I guess comedy <laughs> with and, and and I want to come back to this story because right. or this the story that you well at the point that you brought up about how. It, it takes editors a longer time to perhaps get where they want to go than than directors. So right. obviously, you know, David got put on the map with his two movies. Right. Then you kind of went through a string of um, other movies that are, uh, weren't necessarily indie fair. Like you can just kind of walk through that process of of kind of of, of the early like, stages of like your career. what happened after George Washington. Well, I mean, like, what happened after? <laughs> well, all the real girls. I mean, I mean that that must right. have done really well for you. Did you? I mean, that was a not really no. I mean, yeah. I mean, yes and no. Uh, it it put me it put me out there, but uh, you know, any exposure is good exposure. Um, Let's just talk about that that movie okay. for, for a second. All the real girls. Um, it's a you know, it's a very well paced movie. Mm-hmm. How would you? I mean, what 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 were some of your favorite scenes in that movie, if, <clears throat> if you can recall? Jesus, um, huh. the the opening I remember uh, still being one of my favorite scenes. Uh, and you chose was that a choice to stay to lock on that shot? Not. I mean, yeah. Here's the thing about editing is like editing is the the unsung story the the untold story mm-hmm. of everything you know it's like uh, i'm i'm going to go off on a tangent here but <laughs> maybe the, none of this will get used but the tangent being that that in the indie world editors are sadly 
uh, what's a good word? Hmm. Not credited enough, like which is odd, because uh, most indie movies are either made or broken in the cutting room. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, but you know, I, I think there's there's definitely schools of thinking on this. You know, and I don't know anybody can theorize all day long, but you know, there's no like case in point. Sundance has no editing award. A lot of film festivals have no editing war. What do they have? Cinematographer. No offense, Beck, but, you know. Um, so, you know, I mean, so what's glorified more in indie filmmaking is the director is auteur, mm-hmm. which there's nothing wrong with that. I think that's valid. And how does it look? So what, you know, kind of the point that's missing is the third key element. Right. How do how do you put all that stuff that you shot together? It's the last time you get to write the script. Right. It's the last rewrite. Right. So you know the editor and the director are usually working on that side by side. Mm-hmm. And but in the indie film world, that's not really talked about right. very much. Which you know, okay, I get it. It's you yeah. Know. We, we we we've heard <clears throat> actually from other editors that we've done interviews with. Mm-hmm. The way you've put it is actually slightly different than I think we've heard it in the past, but a parallel theme to that would be that right. there is a movement now within the industry at large, and uh, I guess right. you could echo this, if whether it's true or, or, or false, but there is a movement at large to help editors in general gain larger recognition for the work that they do amongst the, the community of craftsmen. I would like to see that. Yeah. 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 I, I know yeah. that, I know that uh, Ace is trying to... Uh, uh, American Cinema Editors right. Guild, whatever, um, is trying to uh, you know they're they're putting a lot of momentum behind getting festivals to add editing right. as a that'd be great you know, yeah right. yeah. So just coming back to all the real girls for a second, mm-hmm. that first shot, saying that shot stuck out for right. you, you know. Um, I, I recently rewatched the movie, obviously in, in anticipation <laughs> of this interview, uh, yeah. but it stuck out for me as well, and, yeah. and, and was. Was that supposed to be? Did you edit it that way consciously, or was that a, a choice that was made way before it ever got to you? Well, the original cut of the movie was, you know, considerably longer. Um, you know, we we had the the, the story originally was uh, here's boy and his life, here's girl and her life, boy meets girl, mm-hmm. uh, and then you know, wackiness ensues, whatever. Love story starts, etc. So. We're, we were clocking in pretty long. Uh, What's pretty long? The movie itself was finished at, I think, an hour 45. An hour 45, yeah. Yeah. Pretty long would be like, we were maybe three hours and ten minutes. Wow. Yeah. That's pretty long. Very long. Uh, all of it enjoyable. Right. But, <laughs> but you know, kind of hard to release a, a three-hour and, you know, whatever movie. So I'm tempted to ask you then what... Because you must have lopped up, lopped off some complete storylines in order Big to make time, that work. Yeah. So, what storylines just got left on the floor? We left. Uh, well, hmm, basically, basically introducing the characters, uh, and you know, um, I think Paul's mother, Patricia Clarkson, had she had a more significant role in in like the early version, uh, and she was fantastic, um, but. It wasn't, you know, when we were trying to hone down the focus of the story, you know, it was more about Paul and um, Zoe 
uh, their characters. Uh, and the so, yeah, so starting so starting on that shot in the beginning, <coughs> that was a way to just introduce their characters and their yeah. storyline first. That's what the story is about, right? So I mean, it was so that's basically happened. That shot originally happened halfway through the movie. Um, so. You know, we were trying to. You know, we were all kind of working on it and trying to figure out a way to. All right, how are we going to? Mm-hmm. You know, take literally half of this movie out. Right. So you know, we started experimenting, and uh, you know, I mocked up a version with uh, with that opening. Right. Um, and I think uh, the Will Oldham song, you know, playing in the background, uh, to kind of bring us into it, and um, yeah, it just felt right so you know it was hard it was hard to convince uh our producer at the time uh was it you and david doing the convincing or did you have to convince david um, about that in, no initially? like one, once once uh once steve and i showed david you know it was uh david was on board right so then it was it was basically you know we were trying to convince like it was a great opening it, 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 <clears throat> Right off the bat, I, yeah. I was into the story, so yeah. I can see why you. It works. Everything, you everything about it felt right. But you know, our, our producer was coming at it from a more um, traditional storytelling point of view. Like, well, we need to know who the character mm-hmm. is, and and you know, our argument bat right back was, well, you're going to get to know the characters right. through their relationship with each right. other. That's what's important to telling this story. Right. Gotcha. Yeah. So. Then you your career kind of moves on uh, to some other <laughs> films. Uh, I gotta tell you, ping pong. Boy, you're really awesome. you're really cutting out a lot of stuff. Jeez. I'm you, All right. <laughs> there's, there's, I can skip over there's stuff like, if you like. There's <laughs> like a lot of there's a lot of downtime. There's a there's a lot of unemployment. Right. Um, I was you know, just see, no, I nobody. Know. Yeah, nobody likes to talk about the unemployment part. Right. Right. There's a no, lot of downtime. About, I want to talk about ping pong play. <laughs> Well, that happened later. That right. was like that was after that was after Undertow. That was after, jeez, uh, that was after a couple of other films. But yeah, after all the real girls, there's like this, you know. And, and we had success at Sundance, which was awesome. Yeah, you know, I was there, slept on a floor like everybody else, and it was great. So, uh, you know, but then after all the hype settles down, there's this. Oh yeah, well, now I got to go back to L.A. and actually. Try to carve out a living. And was that? <laughs> how did that? I mean, that that process was that just networking for you? Like, what did you actually do to? I mean, because you're saying this 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 is a hard yeah. time, and I guess it was. That was terrible. Was it six, seven years until the? I guess would Observe and Report be the next sort of break um, in the career? Or uh, I'd have to. I, I mean, Observer Report was definitely because you built, big, you built a yeah. resume of, 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 of films. And I have to imagine just by virtue of doing all those films that what brought that it, brought it you helped. To... Yeah, I mean, it was it was like baby steps by right. baby steps. So you know, I mean, George Washington and all the real girls and Undertow definitely gave a lot of indie cred. Right. You know, so there's a lot of producers out there, indie producers, that excuse me. Uh, a lot of indie producers out there that were, you know, I mean, they want your name but don't want, you know, they can't pay for anything. Right. So, you know, so you kind of, you take the... So you were being used is what you were saying. Hmm? You were, you were being used. 
Oh yeah, totally. But yeah, but willingly, right. you know. But that's that's kind of the price you pay. You like you you kind of weigh the options out. You make a sacrifice as to whether or not. Okay, well, I can live off credit cards while I cut this movie. What am I going to have at the end? If I'm lucky, it'll be an enjoyable movie. Right. Somebody will see it. Maybe. You were bouncing <laughs> back and forth though between comedy and dramas though during this time because you had done. Yeah. So there's a car alarm. So, a car- <laughs> so that happened. Um, our, our sound person takes off their headphones. Nice. Like, yeah, this, it's still good. It's still good. Like, no. Yeah. Um, uh, so you, you, you were bouncing back and forth to a certain extent between comedy and dramas. And I mean, because I think More you did less, like The yeah. Babysitter, which is, you know... Kind of like a dark and, comedy. Dark comedy. Yeah. yeah and, and Ping Pong Play, which is just sort of like right. really out there comedically yeah. and... and <laughs> In any other I, way, I had fun with that. Yeah, yeah. I can imagine. Yeah. That was a, I got to tell you, that that shot of, of him driving the little motorcycle oh, when, God. He, when he stand, when he, <laughs> they, killed me, <coughs> killed me. That's um, great. Was, was that a fun movie to cut? It was. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That was on. Uh, that was the last movie I cut on Final Cut, actually. Okay. Final Cut Pro, of sorts. But yeah, that was a blast. Yeah, uh, it was. Uh, I was at the director's house out in. Jeez, um, where's that place? Uh, I don't know, way out north. I go there all the time. Damn. It's where the Descanso Gardens is. I'm from Canada. You're going to lose me. I have no (laughs) idea. All right. Anyhow, I was at the director's house. and um, So she had done, she did a lot of television shows and stuff like that. Right. Um, You know, like West Wing and and stuff like that, which I was surprised. But I mean, she, her, her big thing is, is very personal documentaries. So she, that was kind of her passion there, and then this project came along, and she, she and that was really attached to it. And that probably styles, too, because yeah. you had, you know, that very documentary feel. It actually, I wasn't quite sure when that movie started, whether or not I was in for a documentary or right. I was in for some kind of comedy. And it, it, right. it took a while it's, to kind of figure out what the style of that movie was going to be. Yeah. But then you kind of get into it, and you understand sort of what, what's yeah. happening. And, and, that exactly. was on, and, and that was on purpose. That, yeah. was a, that was yeah. a choice. That was definitely a choice. Yeah. So, you obviously have a, <clears throat> you know, um, have reached a point in your career with like these these, these last few movies, and, uh, of which you know you observe and report, fifty right. fifty, uh, you know, uh, seeking seeking friends, and and, yeah. and now this this is the end. Right. Um, I mean, and those are four really hot movies back to back. Obviously, we need to spend some time talking. About those, but let's start okay. with let's let's start with Observing Report. Okay. Well, Observing Report happened because of Foot Fist Way. Okay. There's no other way that movie would have happened without Foot Fist Way. And what's that story behind that? Behind Foot Fist Way? No, behind that you're saying that it happened as a result um, of Foot Fist Way. What, what, how did that? How did that translate into? Yeah. Uh, well, Foot Fist Way became like I mean it was a no budget indie with Danny McBride in a starring role. Um, you know, put together by Jody Hill. Um, they both essentially wrote it. I mean, Jody wrote it, but Danny added a lot to it. Um, you know, we did that for no money. That was <clears throat> that was more or less voluntary, you know. Um, cutting that in my living room in my dingy apartment for weeks and weeks. Uh, and, you know, we... Obviously, we had hopes that people would see it, right. and it exceeded beyond any expectations. Like, yeah, literally our wildest 
expectations. Was that a hard picture to cut? Oh yeah, totally. Yeah. <laughs> There's a yeah. I mean, some. What 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 was the hardest part of that process for you? Um, hardest part was I mean, there were there was just a lot. There was a lot of obstacles, but uh, <clears throat> um, budget. Time schedules. How long did you have to cut that? I mean, did you actually have a specific? We had. Thing? It was pretty luxurious because we had no release date. Right. Um, so you know, we we were able to take our time up to a certain point. Mm-hmm. Once we found out that you know, I mean, we submitted a, a longer cut into Sundance, um, and once we found out, oh yeah, you're going to play in Sundance, which was a huge shocker because mm-hmm. Footfist is a comedy. Comedies rarely if ever get selected for anything at Sundance. Um, so, yeah, that was just a surprise. And, you know... And then you, you made some further edits as a result of, yeah, of yeah, going yeah. in? What, what, did you, what did you do um, when you... God, I can't, it's kind of hard to remember yeah. exactly, but, I mean, we, we made further trims, right. tightened up a lot of scenes, focused the story down a little more. You know, so I, th- I think we ended up maybe taking another 15 minutes out the movie to just kind of focus things in, right? Uh, refine the, refine the dialogue. Try to get some sound mixing. You know, like really rush through all that. And then, and then, Observant Report came uh, as came a result of that. A, as a result of that, yeah, Footfist, like huge underground success. People right. are passing around all over town. Like agents are going crazy for it. Uh, you know, Will Ferrell loves it so much. He and Adam McKay and their company basically grab it. And uh, so that, you know, when that happened, a lot of people saw what, you know, like, holy shit, this is like a new, it's, and I I guess, I mean, it's a traditional comedy, just the style is a little different. That's all. Um, And Jody would call that sort of punk rock style, you know, which we were both definitely into at the time. Um, <clears throat> but uh, but it worked. You right. know, it worked for that type of story we were telling. Um, so a lot of people were able to see that. Uh, Seth, uh, Seth Rogen being, being one of them. Um, you know, Jody had another script for Observer Report mm-hmm. at the time, which was kind of in a very kind of a loose stage. And, and uh, yeah, just a whirlwind of events. Warner Brothers gets involved. Boom, the movie goes out. And, Were you uh, on board from the very beginning on that one? Yeah, yeah. Was that was that was a tough one though. Like uh, for my my first studio movie, having to convince uh, Warner Brothers that yeah I could do that. <laughs> oh, they, you had to. Oh yeah, had to I, I had I had to I had to. Did someone uh, go to bat for you or were you Jody? Jody went okay. to bat for me. But yeah. you had to actually do your own convincing in the room to someone. I had to go in a room with Jody, uh, the producer Donald DeLine. Um, the head of post at Warner Brothers, uh, and I think one other person, and that was a very intimidating room. I, I'd love to hear that. Can you, <laughs> can, can you tell that story? Oh. Uh, I, I don't know what, what, what's um, and what's not, but... It, it, it was weird. It was like... Yeah, I... Hmm, man, I don't even know where to begin. Uh, it, was just, it was a very strange experience, because, you know, like, Jody was behind me, so right. that... That kind of helped my confidence level, even though I was like crazy nervous. Because I mean, like I've never been in a situation where I'm meeting like a huge producer and the head of 
post for Warner Brothers uh, feature films. I'm like, holy what shit. What did you do to convince them, or what do you feel was the thing that gave them the confidence in you? You know, honestly, I have no idea. Okay. Uh, I, I wish, I, I, wish yeah. I could definitively answer that question. But I think, um, you know, it's like, it's like when you go in for any interview for, for a movie. Like, there's some movies I've gotten turned down for. I'll never know why. Like one, you know, a, a close call. And this is kind of on a, on a tangent. A close call that I had uh, before Observer Report was thank you for smoking. Like I met for that. I met Jason and uh, his producer at the time. And in your history, you would have been <clears throat> that would seem to be a really good match for the stuff that you had done previously. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Jason was a big fan yeah. uh, of the of the work I did with David, and uh, and it was down, you know, it was down to the wire. And so they went with Dana because Dana had experience with Jason's father, I think. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I never, you know, Jason, I, I would imagine that Jason probably, you know, tried to pull for me as, as best he could with his producers and, and so forth. But I'll never know the actual real reason. Right. They, don't, they don't call you up and say, hey, uh, Zine, here's what happened. You know, nobody tells you that. So you're so, in the room with these guys, you get the job, you... Get on to the movie. Yeah, on um, to well, well, going back to going back to that meeting right. for observe. It's it's essentially my theory is that they want to see how you are in a room, like how 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 do you act under pressure? You know, are you nervous? Are you like talky or you know like can you handle yourself in a regular conversation with in this environment? Mm-hmm. You know, uh, I think that's all they were looking for. Like. Do I sound competent, or do I sound like you know some blabbering uh, yeah, idiot? Dude. Yeah. Do I sound like some guy who's just fresh out of film school and, and is like uh, stars in the eyes type thing? You know. So when you got all the footage as, as it's come in for the movie, was it just reams of footage? I mean, this is a. I mean, your your, your first, I guess, right. gig at the big rodeo. Right. You. They must be improving all over the place. Oh, yeah, there must totally. be just. Tons of footage. Was it by yourself? Did you have some assistants to work with? Did you have a, a number of assistants that worked with you to help comb through it? What, what was um, that like? And during, how did during, you deal with all this footage coming in? During production, I had uh, I had my first, and they brought in another, like a second assistant. Mm-hmm. Um, so I mean, it's it's daunting, really daunting, but you just dive in and and do it. Um, that's the best way. How much footage did you have to go through on that one? We were close to, I think we were close to a million. I think we were like, maybe 750, 800,000 feet of film, roughly. And that's three perf. That's a lot of film. Yeah. Um, did, were there stories that got left out? Or was, oh, it, yeah. or was it just all, <laughs> was it all just a, a whole bunch of improv that just got worn uh, down? Yeah, Jesse, uh, his character had a much larger role. That was, uh, can't think of his last name, but um, I'm drawing a blank. But basically, Ronnie, Seth's character's right. uh, Ronnie's protege, the young the young kid that he takes under his wing, definitely had a more substantial story. Um, you know, of him showing him the ropes of how <laughs> security works. Um, so yeah, and, and you know, and what was it like? Sorry. Well, I mean, unfortunately, we kind of had to let that some mm. of that go because, you know, the story's about running. So, what was it like cutting comedy with Seth? 
Um, hmm, elaborate on that. Well, like, he already has a style to a certain extent <coughs> at that point. That Seth has an acting style? Well, he has a style that the audience in general right. is somewhat used to. So I, I <laughs> Yeah, you can say that, yeah. And are you... When you get into the cutting room, I mean, there's a certain preconceived notion, I guess, in terms of what kind of a movie okay. you know, a Seth Rogen movie is. <laughs> yeah, that's we're, true. And Observer and Report does not fit into that category, <laughs> like, at all. So that, that there, was, there was a lot of challenges, and that was one of them. Can you, you talk know? about that? Uh, yeah, I can, I can go into a little bit of detail. I mean, there, there were definitely um, people involved in the film that were hoping for, maybe expecting that typical Seth Rogen mm-hmm. type of, you know. And at that time, I guess you could say a feel-good Seth Rogen movie where everybody's like, you know, ends on a happy note or whatever. And an Observer Report is certainly not that. Um, you know, it's just it it's it's odd, it's bizarre, and makes you feel weird. So you know that was that was kind of a constant challenge with the producers and and the studios. Like, you know, were you getting and, directive to go a certain way with it? Um, no, they, you know, they were, it was always just a presence Mm -hmm. lurking in the background, you know, it's like, okay, and, and Warner Brothers was very responsive and and supportive, you know, in, I think, as things evolved, and they started seeing scenes that were being put together, and they're like, okay, well, all right, we get it, it's a little darker than a typical Seth Rogen movie. Would there be any scenes in particular that you would kind of pull out of that experience that you would say is indicative of what you're talking about? Is like, is there any, is there just any scenes in that movie that would be your favorite scenes that you cut? Oh, jeez. <laughs> like, wow, that's a tough one. Uh, there's a lot of there's a lot of good scenes in that. Um, like the first scene with his mom is really good. That was uh, that was interesting. Um, the first scene where we meet, um, God, I'm blanking on every character's name. Um, play, um, man, that's terrible. I can't think of, I can't think of the character name. It's okay, um, we can, well, yeah. I can't think of the character, I'm, t- I'm, by the way, I'm horrible with character names. I can't think of. I, I don't know, I, I just, well, I just finished This Is The End, like, uh, about a week ago, and... I'm gearing up for another movie that'll start in another two weeks, and I just went to the table read for that, so I have all the new characters in my head right. for that one as I'm starting to like jot my notes on that. So, it, yeah, I'm, I'm, it's a jumble. <laughs> it's a jumbled mess right now. Well, we can move to the next one then, if, <clears throat> if you like. We can go on to to, <clears throat> to seeking friends. Um, so, oh, seeking a friend for the end of the world. Yeah, seeking a friend okay. for the end of the world. That was a long movie, not. Explain. Explain. Well, I. <laughs> it, there's a long first act in that movie. Yeah. I think your first act kind of breaks around 17 minutes in. Okay. I, when she shows up at the window, I don't know whether okay. you felt. I, I, well, first of all, I'm going to ask to test that with you. Is that okay. what you felt was the break, or am I off base on that assumption? You, was there something? Yeah, sure. I mean that that definitely propels us into you know the road trip right portion of the movie. Yeah, which would essentially be the second act. Yeah. Right, and then there's the, and then you get kind of propelled again once after the uh, the, the, the the looting, <clears throat> and they're on, and they're on the road, and they're in the car, and now right. they're kind of on for their 
Right. They're on for for that trip. But the whole movie clocks in in about two hours. Really? That long? Yeah. Wow. One hour, 24 minutes, I believe. And so I was just wondering if, from the, as you were cutting it, like, was there ever a time when the, the when you were, you were trying to compress this thing down to shorter? <laughs> was it always, was it, was it, was it like a three hour movie that came down to, to two hours? Yeah. I mean, uh, I think for all in, it was like 245, 250, somewhere in there. Um, and, you know, getting it, kind of shrunk down. It was very challenging. <clears throat> um, yeah, that, that, that was a challenging movie. Yeah. You say that with a heavy heart. <laughs> <laughs> there, I, there's a lot of stuff I, I, you know, that's probably better left unsaid yeah, on, yeah. on that movie. I'm sorry. <laughs> fair enough. Fair enough. Fair enough. But also, for what it's worth, though, I mean, the, 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 the third act you know, the, 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 the fun and games of that movie right. as they go on that road trip. I mean, it, it plays out fairly, you know, picture perfectly in terms of, right. you know, hitting the beats when they need to hit them. I mean, you know, oh, yeah. Yeah. they land up in jail pretty much halfway through that movie. That's, I mean, and all that, I, mean, it's, I, it's I have to say... it's structured fairly well oh, in that sense. fantastic. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I, in, in all... Uh, uh, she wrote a fantastic script. You know, right. it's just an excellent script. That was one of the better scripts I'd read in the last five years. Um, you know, like it was moving. Right. Um, you know, so the everything, all the elements that that the movie needed were there. Um, the structure, the pace, it, it was all in the script. You know, so final product. You know, I, you know, I've got my own opinions on on the pace of. You know what's what's finally there, and I think I think it is definitely stronger once the road trip happens. But there's you know there's a lot more setup that happened in the original story with his character and with his mother. You know, etc. The original script had more setup than what was there. Oh yeah. Wow. Okay. <clears throat> you know, so but it also you know the setup was important to a certain degree, but. It it kind of became very obvious that okay the interesting part of this story doesn't really start until the guy and the girl get together and have to make decisions you know once they get together. Was that a conversation you were having in terms of what to do? I mean, was 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 that first act a challenging first act for you to to cut then? Uh, it kind of got that way. I mean, okay. it, you know, it was very uh, everything cut together very easily. It was just. Deciding what to take out, how much to take out—that was that. That became the kind of more challenging part. Your third act, you hit three beats pretty much in quick in quick succession. If you say so. Uh, <laughs> I, oh, I get it. All right. <laughs> I'm going to go back to you on this one. Okay. Too. Sure. But uh, I'll try to answer that one. Okay. Well, they, they kiss on the beach. Okay. Yeah. He lets her go. Gives okay. it to. He gives her to his dad to right. try and fly her over. Right. Then he returns, and then... Right. So one, two, three. Right. What Was that uh, by design in the script when you were, uh, originally? Did that have to be formed in the editing room? Uh, did that come naturally? Just, I'm curious about that third act. Uh, no, that was, that was very, that was very much the script, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Almost, almost too much. In some cases, yeah. Okay. Yeah. 
I'm not going to go dead. I'm going dead pause there. Uh, <laughs> okay, fair enough. Okay, so <laughs> we were lucky enough to have uh, Brandon Troston. Oh, yeah. Awesome. Uh, really cool dude. Yeah. Um, and he, was, know, he, was he pretty lively? i got to ask that. He's, yeah, he's absolutely <laughs> lively. It was, he was, uh, ex- <laughs> you know, extremely, you know, rad. Okay. He is rad, yeah. The hair, the the whole. Yeah. <laughs> he's a good dude. I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm really excited for, for that episode. To yeah. be honest, dude, I think it, he's got a lot of really awesome things to say, and he's had an amazing career. I can't wait. And yeah. he shot some really cool, some really cool movies along the way. So definitely, you guys obviously. I don't know whether you, you worked with him directly or indirectly on this is the end, or whether you guys collided at all. No, in a good so, way, you know, surprisingly, uh, pretty. I, you know, I don't want to say like side by side, but surprisingly closer than than most other uh, DPs I've worked with. Yeah. So it was an actual uh, collaboration in terms of the making of the movie. Yeah, or, I would yeah. say I would say a little more than than most. Yeah, yeah like that's great. Um, it was just a fantastic group. Excuse me. Can you talk? I mean, this. I mean, I'm so excited to see this movie. I mean, it, kind of, <laughs> for, partly because of the descriptions and some of the stories that you know that, mm-hmm. the, that, that Brandon tells on on, on his oh boy uh, on, on his you know uh, episode. Okay. Uh, but also because of just the story. I mean, it's just so out there. Uh, <laughs> I, I, can you just tell it's, me a little bit weird. about it's, the making it's of that a, movie? It's a very out there story, yeah. but it's also like you know. Crazy simple, yeah. You know, um, but first, okay. So these guys are playing themselves, right? Loose versions, yeah. But okay. yeah, essentially they are playing themselves. Yes. Was there a challenge at all when you're when you're <clears throat> editing this? Um, if they're, I guess, quasi versions of themselves, mm-hmm. is there any challenges editing a uh, somebody's playing themselves versus playing a character? Or for you, is it just one and the same? You're just one and the same. One yeah. and the same. Yeah. Everybody just went for it. Uh, so I felt obliged to also go for it, you know, in, in cutting whatever, you know, like just whatever jokes, uh, were, were hitting the hardest and the best. I just went for it. You know, that was another first cut that was very long. Were there any restraints on that in terms of anybody pulling you back? I mean, I can imagine those guys are all going balls to the wall in that one. We, you know, I mean, we, um... Yeah, everybody was going pretty hard. Yeah, uh, you know, there were some there's some jokes that come out of improv where once you put it together and and watch it, you're like, mm, yeah, that's not gonna work. Was that movie? Uh, forgive me, because I'm not 100 percent certain. Was that movie scripted beforehand, or was it just kind of loosely? Yeah, uh, yeah, scripted. Uh, yeah. Oh, it was, it was fully scripted beforehand. Fully, like, fully scripted. Yes. Okay. However. Um, you know, and it was it was very much co-directed by by Seth and Evan. Um, they have you know they have a really cool style. Um, you know they know they I don't know how they do it, but they honestly know what each other is is thinking, and I think that just comes from the the repartee that they've developed over many years. Um, but everything is scripted, but they also kind of come equipped with these alternate scenes that they want to try out like okay for while we're here let's try let's try a version where you know one character is thinking something completely different from the other guys and and so they'll run they'll run camera on it and uh you know and then that might spark another one you know depending on and we scheduled a pretty good length 
of shoot for you know in order to get that. Sometimes you shoot? just don't have the luxury of that. And it's like fifty to fifty six days somewhere in there shooting. And then yeah. how long do you have to edit the film? <laughs> Uh, yeah, so, yeah, a long time. A long time? Uh, yeah, again, you know, yeah. we weren't we weren't backed up. We'd start. We had got a, a good early start. Okay. I mean, we don't come out until June, June of this year, June two thousand thirteen. And you cut you, you you were you were cutting with them as they were shooting from day one. I assume. Mm-hmm. Yep. So you were seeing the footage coming in and every day. Yeah. Was since the process of it was you know again themselves playing themselves as you were cutting it was the cutting influencing the shooting and what they were doing on the set. Uh. I'd say minorly. Okay. Yeah, if even they had they had a very clear idea of what they wanted to get. Now this this episode likely will not come out until after that movie airs. Oh no, kidding. Uh, well, okay. I, I think we, uh, we haven't we haven't set a date for this particular episode yet. Right. But given that we would probably you know your involvement in that movie and that right. movie coming out it makes sense that we'd probably want to try and get it close to or yeah. after that. So that, that would be awesome. Is there anything you can tell us about that movie? Just with that in mind, we're not going to release this tomorrow. So anything you can tell us about that movie, um, any specific scenes that you cut in that movie, or uh, any specific stories from that movie that you know would be interesting looking at it sort of in hindsight. Um, yeah, there's one scene. There's one scene that manages to bring the house down every time. Um, uh, how much detail can I go into? Like <laughs> you can go into as much detail as you want to go okay. into. But this interview again, we're, we're not going to air right. this until we, you know. Um, yeah, there's one. There's one scene in particular where um, Franco discovers a, a porno mag that has been soiled, and uh, you know, so he he, he confronts uh, Danny and, and Seth. As if to they soiled his magazine, and uh, so then it turns into this epic argument about you know who's going to who's going to come on what, <laughs> uh, and so it's it's kind of amazing. But that one uh, that one really that one came together really that scene it just you know I don't know everybody was just on point that day of shooting. And that one came. I cut that together in maybe two days. There's a lot of special effects in the movie. Surprisingly, was that hard for you? It's the first time you really dealt with a lot of special. Effects? <clears throat> um, I thought it was going to be a lot harder. Uh, it, it's it presents a different set of challenges, definitely, because you you know a lot of the sequences that I put together <clears throat> um, were just you know green screen background. Um, so you're looking at people move through this just void of space. So you kind of have to really imagine things a little differently. It, it's kind of exciting in a weird way because you do have to use your imagination um, a bit more than just putting, you know, cobbling a scene together. Um, but yeah, definitely challenging. And, and a lot of it I did, <clears throat> I guess, a normal. A normal movie with this many effects would would have a, a VFX editor on board from day one. Was there a VFX supervisor? We had a VFX supervisor, but no, yeah. added, no VFX editor. It was just mm, you and your team. He came on later. Okay. He came on basically. The VFX editor came on after we got back from shooting, and probably two two months after we were back in from uh, shooting. 
So it was pretty late in the process. So I, you know, I had done, I'd done assemblies of a lot of the effect scenes, you know, well before, you know, working with a VFX editor who would normally, um, depending on who you get, like some VFX editors just, you know, depending who you ask, they'll, they're, they're, they're they basically just sh- track shots. Right. You know, like, oh, well, that shot's at this vendor, that shot's at this vendor. There's some, you know, I got one in particular, Jose, Jose Mara, who's fantastic. Um, he definitely is, is a cut above in that, you know, he kind of worked, we, we worked together in conceptualizing where the scene was going to go with, you know, with the visual effects and so forth. So, um, you know, I'd go through and, and revise some of my cuts very, you know, very minorly or whatever, like, because he, he'd come in, because he had all, you know, he's kind of a jack-of-all-trades in that, you know, he, he knows compositing, right? Um, knows what to expect from vendors. He's worked on some, definitely some larger movies, um, you know, with uh, Ridley, not Ridley Scott, Tony Scott, uh, and Bruckheimer and so forth. Do you need to pause? I don't know. Do you need to pause? <laughs> no, sorry. All right. Um... So you know, I, I would I would consider his uh, help in that very invaluable, putting those together and refining. How many shots did you have? Uh, I think we somewhere in the seven hundred range, somewhere in there. Yeah. Holy crap! Yeah. And that's a lot of shots. It is a surprising amount. That's like Titanic. No, no, <laughs> no. Titanic's more like no. It's more like ba- sorry, like Battleship. Uh, who recalls? Uh, I mean, because we were talking about the guy who did Battleship. Like, it's okay. almost about the same amount they had in Battleship, if I recall. Like, that's a huge amount of shots for for, for a movie. So, I mean, you know, it's some, massive. But yeah, some of them, some of them are like set piece right. uh, special effects, and others are the kind of invisible visual effects, right. you know, which um, which are a lot more fun. But uh, yeah, like blending two shots together and, and and stuff like that, and replacing, you know, replacing a door. Right. <laughs> crap okay. like that, you know. So, so uh, I, I'm looking forward to that movie. I think, like, I, it just <laughs> yeah, it, yeah it, me too. <laughs> <laughs> we both are. We both. Are. <clears throat> so, uh, you said there's a couple other movies that you're doing right now, or that you were just you just came back from a table read on a movie. What, what, uh, are, the, what are the upcoming projects for Zine Maker? Uh, the next one up is is Townies with Seth Rogen and Zac Efron. Um, so that that's uh, directed by Nick Stoller, who did. Uh, Five year engagement yep. and uh, what's the one where they go to Hawaii? Oh my god, I can never. Yeah, forgetting Sarah Marshall. Yeah, so great guy. So yeah. you're you're clearly on the comedy train. Uh, yeah, yeah, I guess so. Do you have any yeah. desire to jump back into dramas, or are you just having too much fun with this right now? I'm having a lot of fun with this. Yeah, I mean, comedy comedy is a lot harder than than drama. And no disrespect to any drama editors out there, but it's so much harder. What are the differences for you when you're editing a drama versus a comedy? Telling a joke the right way in, in comedy is, you know, it's like build up and release. Uh, drama is seeing... Go ahead. So no, 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 please, please continue that thought. Drama seems... You know, drama was always for me, you know... Telling, telling is obviously comedy or drama. You're going to tell the best story you can. 
but with drama, it's very performance nuanced, you know. And, and you, you know, your choice—you you make different choices. It seems like with drama, which I love equally, because uh, uh, you know, it, with drama, it's all pacing of the performance. You know, whereas comedy, it's kind of all of the above. You're pacing a performance, pacing jokes, and 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 telling the story at the same time. You know, I'm leaving something out. I know, but <laughs> if you were teaching a class on the anatomy of a joke, oh god, <laughs> okay, and I'm watching a you know a dissertation on how to tell a joke when I'm cutting a comedy. Okay, I, I I'm genuinely interested. You're sitting down. You're trying to cut a joke. What's your approach to it? Oh my god! <sighs> All right, that's a really great question that I don't I'm, know how to answer. <laughs> I'm putting myself in. in uh, okay, put yourself in you, you back in school. Mm-hmm. Somebody comes into the class. They're you ten years from now, and they're trying to teach your class how okay. to tell a joke when you're cutting a comedy. What do you, what do you tell them? What do you say? Um. Well, you you work it until it feels right. That's the best advice I can give. Um, you know, you 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 put it together as it was conceived, as the joke was conceived. Like, okay, well, here's the setup, here's delivery, here's punchline. Okay, you know, now does it work or doesn't it? Do you, does it make you laugh? If it, you know, if if it makes you laugh consistently, then it's probably working. Because you're going to be seeing it over and over and over again. So if you're still laughing, and you know, most of the time you're tweaking jokes right up till the very end. Um, Are you laughing in the room when you're cutting? Because you again, you oh, see totally, these things yeah. all, so many times. Yeah. Does the, do the jokes that work keep you laughing? Yeah, totally. I've been in some movies where no, that doesn't happen. Uh, and but you know, everybody else is attached to the joke, so you're like, okay, well, I guess I, I got to let that one go. But for the most part, if the joke's hitting, you're laughing. If the joke's not hitting, you're fighting. Yeah, basically, yeah. Right. Yeah, I mean, that's it in a nutshell. As far as, I mean, breaking it down into into the little nuts and bolts of it, yeah, it's hard to, you know, it's just hard to kind of break it into those I mean, you've just done so terms. much of this over, I guess, the last five, six years. I, I, I yeah, assume at this I point mean, it's just sort of yeah, well, a natural... True, and I'm not... And, and we've had people come by here, and, and they talk about you know editing and cinematography, and we you know some of these people they just they they have a gift for it, and they actually can't kind of like kind of like you, you can't really describe it. You just just be like, I don't <laughs> well, know, what if, I should do it. Yeah, if it feels I right, put a I mean, there it looks good. People yeah, it kind of like that. I mean, mm-hmm. I, granted, what's helped is I've watched, uh, except for this year, I've watched a lot of movies. And so I know by by having seen a lot of movies, I know what I like, I know what I don't like. Mm-hmm. Um, and even a bad movie, if I can get one positive thing out of it, um, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll roll with that. But, uh, you know, traditional... I, and I'm not much on traditional comedies, uh, which, you know, hopefully my resume kind of speaks to that. Um, like... I would say, what was the last Gerard Butler, Jennifer Aniston comedy? Yeah, like, awful. No offense against them. She's really nice. Um, but, you know, like, like who's thinking of that stuff? Like, holy crap, it's terrible. 
Um, so you know, I don't like the traditional, uh, you know, the traditional lighting of a of a comedy. You know, everything is perfectly lit. Everybody's got that nice ring around their head. Uh, anywhere they turn, it's the same lighting, and you know, and usually, you're you're you know, it's the same jokes right. as well. So, uh, and the same pacing. So I don't, you know, I, maybe the you know, thankfully. Other people have latched on to whatever style that I'm bringing, uh, which I'm very happy about. Um, consider myself very fortunate in that. Um, but I don't like a typical traditional rhythm. Right. You know, if it works, great. That's what I want. That's what I want. If it works, uh, if it kind of works, I'd rather go without it. And I've been very lucky again to work with people that aren't attached. To you know, they're not precious about a joke. You know, uh, Seth and Evan are, are notoriously, oh yeah, it's not working. Get rid of it. You know, are they in the room with you all the time, or do they like? They, they were in, they were in the room a lot in the beginning um, after shooting, and I think just because it was their first feature together, and and you know they want to know what the rhythm was. I mean, they're no strangers to cutting rooms, obviously, right. but. Um, you know, I think in the beginning, they wanted to make sure, I guess, the the rhythm was going, and then so they were in there pretty hot and heavy for like three weeks, and then and then they really tapered down a lot. So I'm like, okay, well, I guess <laughs> I guess they're happy. So I just kept doing what I was doing. That's great. Yeah. Um, just some final <laughs> thoughts. Uh, if you had advice for anybody that was sort of starting up. In the uh, in 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 the great wild world of editing, what what wow. did you have to do? Jeez, um, actually, you know that's interesting because uh, I've I, I got to catch up with a with a a number of people that are kind of in that same boat. Like I've I've promised them over emails that I would okay yeah when I get done with this gig I'll, we'll get together and you know we'll shoot the shit. Um, so I have to make good on that. Um, I don't know. It's it's um, it's definitely challenging. Um, if you, I didn't. You know, uh, there's so many ways to go to the editing path or whatever. I did not go any traditional method whatsoever. Like I didn't go the assistant route at all. Uh, so you know, I never got to see that perspective of. From you know, from an assistant, like oh, this is how a cutting room works, or you know, and this is how the editor runs a cutting room, and this is, you know, everything is structured to this. Never once been in someone else's cutting room. Um, I've been close nearby, but never in. So you know, I did not go that route. So I've just kind of figured it out myself. Um, like for and, and, and here, interesting story. <laughs> uh, I was super paranoid about how I actually edited for a very long time uh, until like mid uh, midway through Observe and Report. When you say how, you mean technically how? Or? Technically how, exactly. Yeah, like, okay, well, you know, because I had to develop a certain style to be fast. Because when, when you have other people in the room behind you and they want to see a change, you know, if you're... If you're not comfortable going in the trim mode on seven different channels of video and audio, you know, and you're just click, 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 it's going to drive people nuts. Right. So, you know, 
that's that's something you don't really learn in film school is how to make changes pretty fast when other people are waiting, sitting right behind you. So you know, I. It's interesting that you say that. Are the tools today making that easier or harder? They're essentially the same as they were, you know, in '98. So, you know, Avid really hasn't changed, and, and Final Cut hasn't changed that much. You know, the tools are essentially the same. They some changes, upgrades or whatever have made things a little easier, but it's pretty much the same as it was. Um, the technique of it, or or the 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 software of it, I right. should say. Um, but there's so many ways to do the same thing, right? Which is what's great about the software. So you figure out a way w- that works best. I figured out some crazy ass way that worked fast for me. You know, like I needed to produce results quickly because I had two producers sitting behind me waiting. So okay, well, I'll do this. Boom, got it. I figured it out. Trial and error. Uh, and so for a very long time, I'm like, God, I'm doing this wrong. I'm totally doing this wrong. Like. Crap! I, it, it's working, right. so maybe I'm doing something right. But you know, I I was so paranoid because I had no I had no measure of anyone else, and so then Observer Report comes on, and uh, so, you, so you've been self-taught essentially this entire. The, 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 the I, yeah, school, I mean, I got school, I got the know, basics yeah. in film school, yeah. but there's a lot that film school doesn't teach. Film school does not teach you pressure. You know of what it's like to have clients sitting behind you, uh, what it's like to interact. That that's the other challenging part. How how to be in a room with producers, crazy challenging, and that's something that you know some people have it, some people don't. There's 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 big time editors out there, like much bigger than I'll ever be, that are terrible in a room, um, and some of those big editors are fantastic in a room. You know, and I got the opportunity um, during Observer Report. They brought in another editor for for a very short amount of time. I don't know if he was ever accredited or not, but one of the nicest people I've ever met, uh, Rick Pearson. He came in for maybe four or five weeks because you know, this being Warner Brothers, they want to make sure that they're getting a return on their investment. I am untested. Right. It's business. I get it. You know. So they bring in this other guy. And they bring in another guy. Does he take a pass at it? Does he do a polish on he, your work? He, like, he, he, he take he takes a pass. Yeah. Because you know, they want to make sure they want to make sure that I'm putting in all the funny stuff, and you know. And another trick to this is you can't be offended by that. Right. Um, I looked at it as a as as a huge you know opportunity for me. I'm like I know this guy. I know his work. You know, he did Iron Man, Quantum of Solace. You know, it's like big time. Um, and so, you know, I got to sit with him in the in the, in his room. They set him up in a little office down the hall from me, and uh, you know, he couldn't have been nicer. It's great. So I watched him cut. I watched him actually moving the mouse and working the keyboards. That's what I'm talking about when. When I'm, you know, when I mentioned that I was paranoid about how yeah. I edited, and come to find out, this guy cuts exactly like I do. <laughs> like the weird, the the weird techniques I've had to develop over the years. You know, I'm watching him do the same thing, and I'm like, holy crap! All right, and it was it was like the biggest calm, you know, fell over. I was like, wow, okay, 
I think this is going to be cool. Like, no worries from here on out. Uh, you know, and then the other part of that was, you know, after that kind of affirmation mm-hmm. of like, okay, I'm doing this right, everything's good. Then I got to see him in a room, and you know, and that was enlightening because uh, you know it's just how you present yourself, like what sort of confidence level are you kind of putting out there, and you know, a lot of the stuff that he went through ended up pretty much like I had put it in the first place. And and we were, you know, we were definitely in agreement on a lot of stuff and and some and and there's a uh, there's a sequence that uh, that he put a great polish on uh when Ronnie comes back to the uh to the mall to to essentially seek revenge, mm-hmm. you know. He he made some adjustments in there that that were fantastic. Those, and they're they're all his. I'll give him full credit on that. Um, I think it's great that you do actually. The fact that yeah. some people you know, <laughs> are very protective and don't want to say things. Some people are know, open about I, it. I think it's wonderful. It, and what you're yeah. saying is wonderful. I and mean, it's really yeah. great insight into uh, the process and into what people yeah. have to deal with. Yeah, there's a lot. There's yeah. a lot that you can learn in film school, but yeah. you know. There's there's more to learn outside and and going back to your question about you know what advice would I give? Um, wait for that truck. Going. Are we clear? <laughs> All right, going going. Right, well, <laughs> go, there's going like back breaks. To, going back to uh, the worst was in New York. They kept, <laughs> they kept on having a uh, uh, a cart. Roll over their head every oh, oh my God. fifteen minutes because they were in a, in a. It was fine. It was fine. <laughs> anyway, go ahead. All right. So going back to your point about yeah. you know uh, what advice I would give, it, you know, it's just, um, to, you know, it just it. Everybody's got a personal thing, a path or whatever that they feel comfortable with, um, but persistence is is one of the biggest things. You know, like some people are gonna come out of film school. Go go the assistant route, which I think is great. You're going to learn a lot. You'll probably learn a lot more, a lot faster than than I did. Um, I feel as I, I was pretty slow, but you know, there's some that'll that'll feel that you know, there's some that might feel that they're entitled to be an editor right away. Sure, I was like that, <laughs> um, but I never had that sense of entitlement. Nevertheless. That came with a lot of sacrifice. Right. A lot of sacrifice. Uh, there was a lot of sleeping on a floor. There was a lot of, uh, you know, I mean, there was a lot of ramen noodles uh, and living on credit cards and, you know, sometimes not eating, you know. But it puts your, you know, it puts your name on a film. Uh, and if that's what you want, then that's what you go for. Great. Yeah. Zine Baker. That's that's me. Thank you very much for your Thank time. Thank you. <laughs> uh, we're going to do the introduction now. Okay. Because now I actually know a little bit more about it. Okay. Um, welcome back to Craft Truck. In the cut, we're here today with Zine Baker. Uh, he has cut some of uh, the best comedies coming out in the last few years. and uh, Very kind this, of you. This year as well. Uh, we're looking forward to getting into it with Zine. Zine, thank you for being here. Absolutely. Good to be here. All right. Cool. Um, that, yeah. I can't remember all the questions I had in my head coming into <laughs> interview. Can, I should probably write it down. But uh, Sorry, David. 
He went quick. I just want to make sure that the right card is in the right hand. Did go quick, didn't it? Yeah. Things go I could talk a lot. No, I think you got there's some great stuff in there. Really, there's some yep. really, really okay. good stuff in there. All right, hopefully. And I'll... these things get, I mean, we really edit them down. Oh, great. Um, okay. Um, <laughs> Take out all the babbling. No, but it's going to be tight. It'll be really, it'll be really tight. It'll be really good. Okay. And uh, um, obviously, for the, for the, for the, I mean, a lot of the value will also be in the Uncut podcast. So we'll be able to, I mean, everything, okay. everything, okay. everything that, that, that you're saying mm-hmm. will, you know. We'll oh, so all that we went through, uh, that'll be podcast. We've got a podcast where okay. we'll be able to, to share the Uncut podcast. So obviously, oh, wow. for, for video, we're going to make it really tight. And, okay. and, and, uh, but, but we want to make sure that everybody gets Great. it all. Great. So uh, <laughs> if, if they want, if they want. Yeah, totally. Choose your, choose, choose your meal. Choose your poison. It's, yeah. it's a la carte. So question for you about 50-50. Okay. Uh, you were juggling both comedy and drama in that movie. It was, <laughs> you know... Big time. Uh, uh, it was a funny movie about a serious subject. I loved the movie. Can you talk about the difficulties about having to edit that? Um, man, where to begin? <laughs> That's, it's tough to figure out. Um, that, was an, that was fortunately another good script. Uh, Will Reiser wrote a fantastic script, obviously coming from a very personal place because he had had a cancer experience. Um, uh, and you know he had a. It was one of those. It was one of those things that you know script wise. It 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 was the genesis of that balance was already there. Um, he had a good relationship with the guys Seth and Evan uh, beforehand, um, and they were you know they were producers of it. Um, so he somehow was able to put a lot of that balance in. Now getting it. You know, uh, uh, in onto the film, uh, slightly different story, um, and it, and it's interesting. Uh, and and not many people know this, and hopefully I'm not speaking out of turn on fifty fifty. But uh, it was originally we shot actually for a week with James McAvoy in the lead character opposite Seth Rogen, so. You know, James had to had to leave. Uh, I think his his wife had a had a personal matter, so he had to leave production. So it was one of those things where um, a rare opportunity to get to see two actors playing the same scene in two sets of dailies. Wow! Um, well, so you already cut some of the scenes with James. Oh yeah, the first the first scene that we had to shoot for both actors was the haircutting scene. Immediately, that was the first thing. So, I got to see two different guys tackle that in in very distinct ways. Well, uh, can you talk about the differences? I have to be curious um, to. McAvoy was, I mean, his like, and it, you know, again, it's the first day of shooting for both guys, so it's really hard to know where things are going to go from there. Uh, the haircut scene for 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 McAvoy was definitely more intense. Um, and a slightly bit more dramatic, and um, you know when we got when we got uh, Joseph Gordon-Levitt in, his had a little more give and take with um, you know with what was at stake or whatever you know like I felt when I was watching uh, James's performance, um, I felt like 
the stakes were really, really high for, you know, cutting the hair. And with Joe, it was more of a sort of a a resigned, you know, okay, let's just do this, mm-hmm. you know, type of thing. You know, it was still, you know, it's still a very serious thing to take your own hair. Um, did you cut them differently? Like, did you... Did, did you <coughs> um, assuming all else being equal, yeah. did you actually tackle the cut differently? Yeah, I kind of had to. Okay. Um, you know, because you're, you're working with the performance that you have. Mm-hmm. So, you know... And it's kind of a silly question because yeah, yeah you're, you're, you're given a different deck of cards, but yeah, definitely. And but but, but I guess but at the same time, you also have a you know with with some because they're really taking their own hair, right? Like we film them really cutting their hair off, so you've got a limited amount of footage of that at the same time. So there's not you know you you've got options, but you also have obviously a, a very very set. Right piece of option there, um, so yeah, like based on the performances that you're getting, you're kind of you kind of have to let the rhythm, let their rhythm dictate somewhat, if you want to get what you're after. Um, so we had them, you know, with James, we had a much more dramatic haircut scene, and then with Joe, you know, it had it had a little bit of that give and take, like I was mentioning. It felt, you know, I remember that, that scene very clearly. Yeah. I mean, it, didn't, it didn't necessarily feel as serious as perhaps it could have. Right, right. And, and, and that was really tricky. I mean, you know, it was a... Uh, we were really, really fortunate to get Joe on such short notice. Um, you know, when, when James had to leave... Um, you know, we were we were obviously did shooting. Did you go down for a while? Or did we we were stuff, or we were you... down for about two weeks. Okay. While we tried to recast very quickly, and uh, so Joe stepped in. That's like, what you call an insurance claim. Big time. Wow. But I mean, and he killed it. I mean, well, that performance was an amazing performance. He it was really really yeah. magical. You know, I, I have to say. Did you feel it in the room when you were when you were cutting Joe? Yeah. Yeah. Can I get her if I call Like Joe? Uh, Joe, I mean. Joe had Joe has a really good ability, um, and I've seen having cut a number of Seth Rogen films now, mm-hmm. um, different you know different kinds. There, man, I hope this doesn't come off as insulting to anybody, but there there's definitely actors that honestly believe that they can go toe to toe with Seth um, and his uh, ad libbing style. Um, if you will, and some can and some can't. Some know their limitations, some don't know their limitations, so that, that's as far as I'll go on that. But with Joe, Joe knew, his, Joe knew what he was capable of, and he had the best ability to, to, to listen when, when Seth was uh, on, a, on one of his tears or whatever. Um, and that really comes off on screen. Like, you can see him kind of processing things and, and listening, and that really worked. One final question, 50-50. Okay. What was the hardest scene for you to cut in that movie? <laughs> oh, wow. i got to think on that for a second. got to rewind the film. Um, hardest scene. Mm. There's a lot of tough ones in there for different reasons. Um, you can pick two. 
<laughs> oh man. Um, the uh, the first time he meets, uh, the first time he goes to therapy, was definitely a challenge because you want to. For that one, you don't want to make. Well, I didn't, and, and luckily, you know, Jonathan Levine, the director. And Seth and Evan didn't want to either. They didn't want to go cutesy mm-hmm. with it, um, so that was fortunate. I mean, there was cutesy stuff that we, you know, we could have easily gone that way. But um, you know, we wanted to present it in a way that you know an audience hopefully would take Anna Kendrick's character somewhat seriously, even in spite of her age, you know, which that was a stretch. Um, well. Not in a bad way, but you know what mm-hmm. I'm saying. Like, um, and that, you know, Joe Joe's character was definitely reluctant and and very suspicious of you know anything, and you know, yeah, just getting that kind of balance. That was a, it was a tricky movie all the way. But that one, that that scene had a had an interesting balance of okay, well, she can't be too cute. She can't be too likable right off the bat, or you know. I mean, you, you, yeah, you know. Um, you you were kind of juggling all these things throughout the whole almost movie. almost in every scene, yeah. Sure. Um, which definitely it came with a lot of challenges. That was it was one of the most fun movies I've worked on. Because uh, oddly that. enough, I mean, having done the drama <clears throat> and all the comedies, you were sort of perfectly suited for that movie. I kind of felt that way. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> not to not to sound. You know. No, I'm. You're not saying. I'm saying. It. Um, I was. I was happy to do that. Yeah. Um, that one. That one. That one was just kind of a, a, a set of events that everything fell into place very nicely. Like my mom was going through a cancer thing. She actually passed away not long after the movie came out. So, um, you know, a lot of the stuff that Joe's character was dealing. And, and that was the other piece of brilliance on Will Reiser's script was, you know, there's not a lot of people left anymore that haven't been affected in some way by cancer. So it's got that, like a universal element mm-hmm. to it, you know, where one, you know, the the way that, you know, the way that Joe would come, come into a room and sit down, something as, as mundane as that, but how he sat down you know, carried a lot of weight, you know, like, oh, yeah, I've been through that, you know, like throwing up, throwing up after the first chemo, you know, stuff like that. So, you know, um, another scene, well, that just made me think of another scene that was really difficult, um, was with, uh, with Bryce's character, um, getting her, when she drops him off to the first chemo. Yeah, I remember that scene. Uh, Crazy difficult. Why? Because so easily, you know, that scene could have could and and hopefully I did it right. I still don't know if I got that one right, but um, that could have so easily gone against Bryce's character to a crazy degree. Like, you know, once you find out that oh no, she's not going in with him, she's dropping him off. You're like, oh, I fucking hate that bitch, you know. Like, we, it it would have chance to try and make her likable in that moment. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. Like, 
oh yeah, okay, she's doing this thing that you weren't really expecting, but we also didn't want the audience to completely hate her at that point for doing that. Did you have a lot of material there to work with? Or oh yeah, there's a, okay. there, there was a lot. I mean, you know, she... Because if, if you had to craft that, I would assume you had it, her yeah. doing it in different ways. Yeah, we had a, we had a number of different performances, okay. you know, and, and it was just... You know, and it was just going through and, like, picking how she would... I mean, something as crazy as... But that's all it takes. Yeah. Something as crazy as how she says one word, you know, could make or break how you're going to feel about her character. Did you have to present that scene multiple times? Oh, yeah. Big time. Okay. Yeah, lots of times. Like, just kind of worked it, and you'd show it, and you're like, okay, well, that sort of worked, you know, but let's try this. You know, that one... that. You know, there's a lot of stuff like that that involved a lot of work, but I remember that one being a tricky one. That's great. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Uh, no. <laughs> All right. Then okay. we got it. Cool. Thank you.